Blog Talk Radio. Or you can listen online at 
www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. It's up. Yeah, good. Yes, uh, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart, and you can go into the chat room there. Also, for those who may be interested in watching the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to brotherprater.com or you can go to reconnectmyheart.com and you will see the video version along with us being on Facebook and YouTube. I would like to say hello, hello, hello to everyone. Thank you all for y'all continued prayers and support. I hope y'all had a great, great Saturday. Thank you for joining us. We end up having some difficulties, but uh, actually the difficulties I found out were not technical difficulties. It was it was me. <laughs> it was me. I'm on those that know me, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus or telling up on myself. Uh I'm up here, I was trying to figure out why it's not on, why my audio or why my um video is not working. Come to find out. I forgot to plug it up in the computer. <laughs> so I spent up for the past couple of minutes trying to figure out why there was no connection and come to find out it wasn't connected. So that was a life lesson for me. Um, hey, you live and you learn. But I thank y'all for another opportunity. Hey, thank God in the midst of persistence, when you don't give up, then that's when everything works out. When you're doing the will of God. So that's a little nugget that I picked up a few minutes ago. But I thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all so much for um, everything that you all have shared, everything you all have done. I appreciate you all to the utmost. But today, we're going to talk about soul ties. What do you know about soul ties? Excuse me. Today we want to talk about soul ties pertaining to just really getting a chance to really just know. Uh, this was this week. It was really on my heart. My intentions were to speak about something. I thought I was going to be speaking about something else, but one thing led to another. It was like the law was leaning upon my heart about soul ties. I'm like, okay, soul ties, and kind of find out as I began to really just start. Um, Looking throughout the week, it was like God really just tugging on me, was sharing some things, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I thought I was going to be speaking about something else, and one thing led to another. He began to start giving me some information on, not on the other topic, but on soul ties, and then just seeing how things were just going on, um, you know, the past couple of months, people have been going to some toxic relationships, domestic violence and all that stuff, you know, and so uh, I was like, wow, so it was like God was just dealing me, hey, look here, we need to talk about this, and so I want to just talk about uh, soul ties. In order for us to really understand about soul ties, the first word about soul ties is the soul. What is the soul? Matter of fact, I have some assistance with me. 
the first first thing we're gonna talk about, I'm gonna show a little illustration. Um right here. In order for us to understand about the soul, we have to understand we as human beings are made of three components. This sheet it says the threefold nature of man. First, I want to make sure that uh, hopefully y'all are able to see my mouse. Okay. Okay. First, man is body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. When you look at where it says, okay, hope you say it. It said cardinal, the cardinal aspect of man. The cardinal aspect of man, that's the body or the flesh. Right here, we have five senses, uh, the touch, taste, hearing, smell, sight. That's the three, five senses that we as human beings have. And then it's the flesh, then going to or the body, and going to the soul right here. The soul comes from a word, psyche. Psyche. What do we know about psyche? Psyche always deal with the mind. And so with those five senses that we have in the natural, it's the same five senses that we have in the soul realm. So the touch deals with the affection. The affection is the sense of the soul. So in the physical, we have the, in the soul realm, we have the affection. For the taste, we have reason. The taste is our physical or our flesh. And on the soul part is the reason. On the flesh, we have hearing. And then on the soul part is the memory. Memory. Pay attention to hearing. Hearing. You see, hearing plays a big, big, big important ordeal. And then going to the next one, the smell. Smell. Smell pertaining to the flesh or the body. And then going to the soul sense, it will be the consciousness. The consciousness. And then lastly, going to the sight. Sight with the physical realm. And then going to the soul is imagination. So that's the soul part. So like I said, the physical body, it has the five senses, touch, taste, hearing, smell, and sight. Then you go to the soul aspect, affection, reasoning, memory, conscious, imagination. And like I said, that's the soul. And like I said, soul talks about psyche, or it comes from the word psyche, the mind. And then also, lastly, 
the last component of man is the spirit. The spirit, or another word would be pneuma. Pneuma means breath. That's the same breath that God had breathed into the nostrils of man, which was Adam. Breath. So the five senses of that would be faith, hope, reverence, prayer, worship. Worship. So we human beings have, and th- this makes us as human beings. Now, one of the things we always say, we as human beings are the only creatures that God created that's living in two different worlds at the same time. There's a physical world that we're living in, and then also there's a spiritual world. So understand with us as human beings, we're the only creatures that have a spirit or soul. No other creatures. I don't care if you have a dog, cat, uh, rat, mice, whatever. We're the only creatures that God created that have a soul and also have the breath that was breathing into the nostrils of man from God. So with that, we have to understand how important it helps us to understand how important we are as human beings. And so, when we look at, I'm gonna go back to the chart. When we go, when we look at the middle part, if y'all can't see my mouse, I apologize. But we're gonna go right in the center. Right in the center, you see hearing. You see an ear, or it says ear gate. The hearing. If you go straight up from the hearing, you see memory, and out of all the senses that we have, the most important sense is not the touch, it's not the taste, it's not the smell, it's not the sight. It is our hearing. Why is hearing so important? Because when you're hearing with the physical, your physical body is attached to your soul. And in the sense of your soul, it goes to your memory. But also, if you look at it, right above where it says memory, if you shoot straight up, right above where it says memory, if you look, there's a circle. There's a circle. It's like a gate. It's actually a gate. But right in the center of the gate, there's an opening. And it's an opening for one particular component. And that is your will. Your will. Your will, what gets into your will? How does something have access to your will? It is the hearing in the natural. And then the hearing in the natural is linked with your memory in your soul or with your soul. The memory is the sense the third sense of your soul. Just like hearing is the third sense of your body, memory is the third sense of your soul. And it is so important because that's the avenue that links or goes into your will. If you're able to see right above your will, what your will is the 
that protects your spirit. And your spirit actually has one area or one item, one item that your spirit is supposed to house, and that is the Holy Spirit when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But for us to really understand, we have to we have to know your body. I'm gonna go to my picture. When you go to when you go to a person, what you see in a person is not all of them. See, we only see the physical part of a person, which is okay, but that does not show the totality of who a person is, because we just saw. Man or a person is made of body, soul, and spirit. You can see the body, but you can't see the other components of soul and spirit. What do we do? We only see the results of the soul and the spirit, how a person thinks, what a person believes. A person's actions is based upon the person's will, what they will or what they want to so we have to understand that in order for us to really understand who we are and also who other people are. Because a lot of times what people don't realize, when we look in the mirror, we don't really see all of us. And, of course, just like I said about being able to see the totality of a person, but also get this. Just imagine a blind person can't physically see you, but on the other hand, they feel, they see you, but they don't see you. They're not able to see you in the natural, but they are able to, quote, unquote, see you, so to speak, based upon their sense, based upon their spiritual sense. They can feel. If you notice, like most people, matter of fact, uh, I was watching the interview of um, Stevie Wonder. They were talking about Stevie Wonder uh, was purchasing a home. And as he was purchasing a home, he was like, I feel at peace. You know, it was like a, a person had a peaceful atmosphere. But then again, he was, you know, let's say it. Have you ever been somewhere where you like, wait a minute, I feel like something to pop up. I feel some tension. You feel some tension in the air. You feel some tension in the atmosphere. That tension in the atmosphere did not come from a thing. It came from an individual or a person or a group of people. That's why when something to pop off, oh, guess what? God can always tug in your spirit to let you know, hey, there's something to pop off. You need to go. You need to leave. But when we override that, what happens? We deal with the concept in the physical. God always alert us in the spirit or with our soul in order for us to protect our physical. So that way we don't end up getting ourselves hurt. So for us to understand, when it comes down to the body, soul, and spirit, body, soul, and spirit, that's who we are. You know, there's a physical body, like I said, and inside the physical body is the soul, Inside the soul is the spirit. Now, I want us to understand with the soul, because that's what we want to focus on. What is the soul? The soul is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. 
like we like we saw on the chart, when it comes down to the soul, the soul, each one of the senses of the soul, the imagination, the consciousness, the memory, the reason, and the affection, all of it pertains to what? The mind. The mind. That's why it's so important if you realize it. If you really want to know how a person or who a person is, study their decision making. Study their decision making. That lets you know who a person really is. It's like getting your car serviced and they want to know if your car is in shape, so to speak. So what do they do? They get a dipstick and pull it out. They check the quality of the oil. They see if the oil bad or they see if there is any um, uh, metal inside the oil, just in case you may have some problems with your motor or whatever. But it, it lets you know the quality of the motor or of the vehicle based upon a sample of the oil. So in other words, we get him a biopsy of the car. And so what we do as human beings, the decisions that we make is letting us know the biopsy of the individual or of ourselves. So that's the key thing we have to understand when it comes down to the soul. The soul is your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. And so when you look at it, a lot of times the devil going to always try to do this. When it comes down to us pertaining to, let's say, courting, dating, if it's somebody that you know you're not supposed to be with or you shouldn't be with, I ain't going to say not supposed to because that's for the younger people. But someone that you don't, you know you're not supposed to be with or you shouldn't be with, that's for the adults, the hard-headed the adults. We end up, well, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. We know what I'm supposed to be with. But if you really look at it, what happened, the devil going to always try to deal with your mind. Bring up on, hey, maybe you can change this person. Or I know they did wrong. They did you wrong, whatever. But hey, you know, give them another chance. It's going to be different this time. Now, ain't nothing changed. But the devil going to always deal with you right here because this is what they call the battle of the mind. Or the, the, uh, the battlefield of the mind is where the devil plays at right here. This is where he deal with us in war, our mind. And so if he can suppress our thoughts, then he tugs upon our emotions. And if he already has our thoughts uh, bombarded or polluted or just rampaged with that person, the ideal, the longing of that person, and he dealing with our emotions, then if we have given in to that thought and gave in to our emotions, then eventually what? It becomes our will. 
I wish I had known that when I was younger. <laughs> you know, it's so much that we just take for granted. And a lot of times we just think, well, you know, they they seem like a nice person. Or maybe I can help them change. But we have to understand we're dealing with the individual. We're not just dealing with that person. We're dealing with their soul and their spirit. Now, if you notice, when we say, you know what, I had a gut feeling. Why do we always use the terminology gut feeling? Because that's where our soul resides, the real us. See, this, like I said, this is our body. But our soul is right below our navel. That's why we say that gut feeling. That's why if you notice, when you get nervous, you get nervous where your soul. Also, like I said, inside your soul is your spirit. But we have to understand that when we see a person, when we, have, when we need to know a person, we have to look beyond the physical. We have to start examining their soul and their spirit. We have to understand God wants us to discern. But a lot of times we just go by what we hear them tell us instead of God getting us in our spirit. Hey, you need to examine this person. You need to watch this person. Hey, hey, look, look at the decision that they're making. Look, that person's not right for you. That person's not healthy for you. But what do we do? A lot of times we'll try to go ahead and change or help the person to make better choices or decisions. But in fact, that's them. I want to show you something. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna do this. <clears throat> Think about body, soul, and spirit. I have two different containers. Now, normally, the manufacturer always have a label to identify what's in the container. Okay, so the label we want to say the label is the body. The container, the container is the person's soul. And then what's inside the container, the liquid, that's the spirit of the person. Or you want to go a little deeper, the label and the container, the soul of the person. But then also that liquid, the liquid, I'm sorry, I said the container, the container is the flesh. That's it. It's the flesh. The liquid is the soul. But the ingredients is the spirit of the person. Now, if you notice, you have two different items. Both of them have a label. Both of them have a container but it's different liquids that is inside. That's from a manufacturer, but unfortunately, we have the best manufacturer. We came from God. But unfortunately, we do not stick to your manufacturer's plan. So unfortunately, what do we do? We make our own decisions. Sometimes we deal. 
deviate from the manufacturer. So what do we do? After we have deviated from the manufacturer, sometimes we don't listen to the manufacturer, which is God. We don't listen to him to help us to identify how a person is or who a person really is when they have stepped outside of their label. See, we're able to identify people when they in their label because not only we see like this product is fabuloso and we see the color of the fabuloso and we understand that we can't consume this, we can't drink this. We can use it to clean. That's for the purpose of cleaning. But when it comes down to partnering up with people or developing a relationship with people, not just a dating, but even friendship, we have to understand we entertaining people. We entertaining or we are allowing their spirit or, or who they really are to entertain or intertwine with our spirit. So understand, now we have the containers outside of its bottle. Like I said, the bottle is the flesh of a person. We don't pay attention to what's inside. We pay attention to the container. So now a person is out of their container. So, hmm, understand this. Is two glasses. They look the same. They're clear, but there's no label. So how do we know what's healthy? How do we know what's to consume, what's not to consume? Unfortunately, many times, what do we do? Instead of us going back to check the label, going back to, you know, make sure what do we do? A lot of times we'll won't even sniff. We'll drink because what happens if it's odorless? We'll drink it. We'll drink it, and what happens? We end up dealing with the consequences of us drinking it. We can take a chance and drink this. It may or it may not be water, but this right here, this fabuloso, even though it's in the container for us to consume it. But what do we do? We end up drinking it and we end up getting ourselves sick or killing ourselves. Why? Because we are taking a chance and we're doing something that we don't need to be doing. We're taste testing people who are entering into our lives or who we have allowed into our lives. We're not supposed to taste. We're supposed to, the Bible tells us, to try the spirit by his spirit, try their spirit by God's spirit, not by our spirit. When we try people by our spirit, it's like taste testing. But what do we do? We need to try the spirit by his spirit and let God examine, and God will let us know, hey, look here, that's poisonous, that's toxic, that's fabuloso, you're not supposed to drink it. So understand, when the ball down moves up the way, when it boils down to us, just choosing people, we have to understand what they bring to the table. See, see a person when we have 
watch the person or may have they may have caught our eyes or our attention. And like I said, not just pertaining to dating, but even friendship. Sometimes because a person make us laugh or because they're entertaining, we'll we'll want to keep them around us. But we're not understanding what they bring to the table because, like I said, who a person is, they carry spirits with them or they have an ideology with them that may or may not be healthy, may not be spiritually healthy for you. We have to understand when people come into our life, it is our responsibility to protect our gates. We have to protect our gates. And what are our gates? Our gates are right here. Like I said, our gates with in the physical, touch, taste, hearing, smell, sight, that's really physical, but with our soul, imagination, conscious, memory, reasoning, and affection. We have to protect it because ultimately they may try to occupy the spot that only the Holy Spirit is supposed to have, and that's within our spirit. Like I said, in our spirit, the five senses are faith, hope, reverence, prayer, and worship. See, in a toxic or in an unhealthy relationship, that person that's controlling, ultimately, what do they want? They want you to let them be your God. They want to house, they want to be in the part where only the Holy Spirit is supposed to reside. They want control over you. They want control even within your will. And like I said, it's easy for us to think about it pertaining to courtship, dating. But like I said, it even pertains to friendship because there are people, if you notice, every time you hear from them, it seems like it's drama. It seems like it's problematic. And every time you're about to do something, they're going to always contact you. And what happened? You feel so drained afterwards. Why do you feel drained? Because you don't feel drained physically because you do not do the physical activity. It's spiritual. We have to understand we are more than just a physical being. See, when we die or when a person dies, their physical body goes back to the ground. But their soul and spirit never dies. Like I said, the soul, the soul is the container. And the spirit is the liquid that's within the container. It never dies. The body does, but the soul and spirit doesn't. And this body is here is for us to function on this physical earth, on the, in this physical realm. But just like how God um, how God made a body for this physical world, he made a body for the spiritual world. So when Jesus comes back and uh, the resurrection happened and everything, then the dead in Christ shall rise first. Well, don't you know 
Just like how we have a physical body for this physical earth, we have an eternal body. So understand that our soul and spirit does not die. And so when you look at other people, when we look at people that we entertain, that we uh, partner up with or become friends with, we have to understand it's more than us just ha-ha-he-he with that individual because we have to understand what spirits that they allow or what they have within them. So understand we have to know that we are entertaining the spirit that the person is carrying, but also the person is the representative of the spirit that they are entertaining. So in other words, what if Satan sent that person for you to develop a friendship or even a courtship with them, you thinking you are with them. But it may be Satan's trap to send that person to you so that way that person or what's in the spirit what's in the spirit of that person or what type of spirit that's in that person, the devil can use that to influence you to get you to distract you from the purpose and plan God has for you. So understand the devil you know God know what type of person that you like. God know what type of uh, friendship that you want to have. And God will send people in your life for you to be friends with. But just like how God will send people, the devil will send people too. God may be sending one person at 5 o'clock, but if the devil knows that God going to send somebody at 5 o'clock, the devil may send nine people at 9 o'clock in the morning to distract you, to make you miss the person that God is sending. One thing we have to think about, how to say imitation comes before the real thing. We have to be able to examine folks to make sure these are people that God is sending and not somebody that we just choosing. Understand, when we end up partnering up with people who are not right for us, Unfortunately, what happened, we end up allowing ourselves to have a emotional or spiritual tug of war. Why? Because we like the person in the physical, but it's something about them that's making us feel uh, tired or a conflict amongst ourselves, within ourselves. So what do we do? Instead of us paying attention to that gut feeling, we'll override it and we'll end up getting that person or keeping that person knowing that we like that person in the physical, but they're unhealthy for us in the spiritual. It's just like a person always falling for, you know, you got something on your shirt, you got something on your shirt, you know, you keep falling for it and you know that that person ain't good for you, but yet still you don't want to leave that person alone. So you have to be tired of that person. In order for you to rid that person out of your life or out of your heart, out of your spirit, you have to be tired of the person. But most folks ain't tired of the person. They're tired of the results 
of the person. A lot of times what they'll try to do, they'll try to change the results of the person or what that person is doing. Like if that person is doing something they know that is not agreeing with you, instead of you leaving that person alone, what do you do? You end up, well, let, let, let me let me see if I can help them stop doing this, stop doing that. There is a fire, but instead of you putting out the fire, what do you do? you just covering up the smoke. Look here, where there's smoke, there's fire. But as long as you are continuously trying to fix the symptom, you'll never have the cure. And that cure is not for you to fix that person because you can't fix a person. Understand, we can fix, if you notice, even if you think about in the hospital, even if a person gets hurt, we can patch or we can, if you want to say repair, the physical body, but it's the healing that only comes from God and not us. We can repair the physical body, but we can't fix the internal body. And we're not just talking about as far as the heart with the organs or whatever that. We're talking about the spirit of a person, the soul of a person, how a person think, you know, no one knows except for God. No one knows the true character of a person except for God. Even if somebody may try to fool me, they can fool me. But on the other hand, God knows the motives and the intent of a person. And so what happened, God would try to relay the message to us to prevent us from getting ourselves in a harmful situation. But like I said, unfortunately, many of us override what God may be trying to tell us. So like I said, God will always give you that gut feeling. You know, but like I said, what happens? We override it sometimes. But in order for us, in order for us to change the person, in order for us to change the person, what do we have to do? We got to first change ourselves. Changing ourselves. Now, does it, does it sound like you can change the person? Actually, you can change the individual by one way, leaving them alone. That's it. I'm not saying you changing them, but you change who they are to you. That's what. In other words, you change in character, you change in positions, because as long as you have that person here in front of you, with you, uh, emotionally with you or whatever like that, they'll never change. So what you have to do, you have to change the individual, or you have to exchange people. You have to exit them out of your life and allow God to enter healthy people within your life. Understand that the true person is not the seen, but it's the unseen. We, like I said, we only see the results of the person. But also you think about this. You know, we entertain an individual and not just the physical, but also, like I said, the spiritual component of a person. Because our spirit man is always hungry for knowledge, for, let's be honest. Our thoughts, our emotions, our will, our emotions, our emotions letting us know that we want to be loved. We want to be appreciated. We want to be acknowledged. And so that's our soul. So what we do, we end up having people in our life and not understanding that what the person brings to the table, 
what the person brings to the table is going to either feed us, stimulate us, or it's going to starve us or deprive us from the nourishment that we need for us to become the healthy individuals that God wants us to be mentally, physically, emotionally, but also spiritually. So that's why that old saying, you are what you eat, that saying you are what you eat not only applies in the natural, it applies to the spiritual. You think about it. Um, I know if I eat junk food, I'm, I'm not really a junk food eater, but if I have sweets, if I have sweets, let's just say on Thursday or Friday, but I know I'm going to be playing the drums on Sunday, I can feel it. I feel it. You know, you can tell you can tell when you've had a bad diet. For those who used to eating healthy food and stuff, you eat healthy food, you feel alive, you feel energetic, you feel satisfied. It hits the spot. But people who are always eating junk food and stuff, if you notice, it's like empty calories. People who are always eating junk food and fast food and stuff, it's like you have to eat every couple of minutes because you're eating the food, but it had no nourishment. It's a lot of junk food, you know. So understand, you are what you eat and you are what you entertain. So you're becoming what you take in. If you accept people into your company or into your life that has a junk food type spirit, not only what they consume, they give off. That's the key thing. Not just what they consume, because a person will give you what they consume. That's in the spiritual. The spiritual, when I say the spiritual, that also goes along with the uh, the soul part. So if a person eat junk food, they will pass junk food because they store junk food. But you have to consume you have to consume healthy spiritual food, but then also for you to recognize are the people that you're allowing into your life, are they bringing healthy food to you or are they bringing junk food? This is a fact that really caught my attention that uh, God dealt me on this week. If you look at healthy food, you know, um, key component about healthy food that even we see in the Bible, the Bible talks about, um, you know, the fruit of the spirit and everything and the fruit of the spirit fruit, fruit is what produce 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 and so what I saw what God was dealing me about when we look at produce if you go to the produce section of a grocery store, one of our favorite ones that we grew up with, the favorite produce was grapes. Healthy Grapes are healthy for you and everything, but now they have seedless grapes. Seedless grapes. Now, is that a natural thing? No, it's not. Seedless grapes were not God-made. Seedless grapes were made in a lab. And so what I began to realize was you have to get food that was made from a plant, 
not made in a plan. We have to make sure, you have to make sure that healthy food, healthy food comes from a plant, not in a plant. So in other words, what I begin to see is food that are made from a plant reproduces, but food that were made produce. And if it does not reproduce, that means it's not a natural thing. So in other words, what God God already gave us a plan for us to be able to enjoy the food, the refreshments that we need for this physical world. But also he's showing you how he wanted and how he has it set up within the spiritual world too. So when God made things, he made it to reproduce. Produce. Think about it. Produce. Reproduce. And so when God joined people together, regardless if it's dating or friendship, it's going to produce joy, peace, the things that are of him. But if it does not and it does not reproduce, then well, that's something that were manufactured in a lab, in a plant. Something you think about. So understand between the flesh, flesh food and spiritual food, flesh food, spiritual food, we have to make sure to eat, eat what is healthy, eat what was, what was made or sent by God. And so for us to be able to really examine and observe the things and the people that we entertain in our life. And so with the soul and going to the soul ties, the soul tie is letting us know that there are people that we have linked up with. And a lot of times it's hard for us to let them go, those that are unhealthy for us. Why is that? Because we have allowed them to become our quote-unquote world. And then there are others who may have allowed them to become their God. Hmm. Well, in order for us to be able to examine and understand soul ties, they can come into you where one of the popular ways that people know about is through sexual intercourse. We have the word Last year, a famous word was entanglement. We have allowed people into our life that God, uh, I'll put it like this, we have given people authorization beyond what God wanted us to give them. God may have wanted you to just, hey, look here, just say hi and keep on going. But what happened, we have allowed our emotions to keep a person longer than what God authorized us to. And so with the soul ties, we have to understand when we become sexually involved with someone, then what happened, especially the process, because it's not a quick process that they have captured our heart or our mind. But we have to understand, just like the process of how they enter into our mind or into our heart or into our spirit, 
it's going to take the same process and more for them to leave out. Is it hard? Is it impossible? It ain't impossible, but it's going to take work. The Bible tells us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the word transform has nothing to do with time, but it has everything to do with the word process. Process is uh, um by the transformation, I'm sorry, transform is a word that comes from uh, metamorphosis. It means process. So we have to detox ourselves from the things and from the soul ties that we've been attached to or that we have allowed others to be attached to us. Just like how we have allowed them to come in, we have to starve them or spiritually deprive them in the natural or in the flesh part and we need to feed our spirit to help us to combat those thoughts or those emotions toward us. So when it boils down to it, we can come these things if we fast, pray. I found out the important thing about fasting. Fasting will feed your spiritual man to help you override to to help you override what you deal with in the natural but also on the same token if you think about it the more that you don't feed your spiritual man the more your natural man is going to be fed and your natural man will override your spirit man and see understand that our soul is right in the middle so we're going to either feed our physical man or are we going to feed our spiritual man our soul like I said that middle part our thoughts our emotions our will our soul is going to agree with whichever is being fed so if you think of the things that are of God if you concentrate if you meditate on the things that are of God it feeds your spiritual man to help the soul so that way it can defeat the flesh. But on the other hand, if you feed your flesh, your soul, your mind, the way you think your thought process is going to override your spiritual man. And that's why a lot of times we have a lot of, we fall back into a lot of traps. And so the other thing I wanted to share with you, you know, once we from something, we have to make sure to close the gates, close those avenues because, the, you know, we have defeated the devil. You know, we got delivered from something. But then what happened, we get placed and then all of a sudden we fall back. What happened when, the, when we have defeated the devil in the area, don't think he's gone for, gone for good. He's going to come back. This time he's going to come back with backup. If we were dealing with three demons and we defeated them, when he comes back, he's going to have more than three. He's going to have backup because he understood it took – you were able to defeat three. So this time – so that way he can secure the lock on you. He's going to bring seven times more. So that's something we have to understand. But I just wanted to share that um, quick analogy with you and for us to saying that God wants us to overcome these things and these soul ties can be broken, but we have to feed our spiritual man. We have to feed our spiritual man to help overcome whatever that we're dealing with. 
And so from this point on, from this point on, we have to be very careful of the spirit that we entertain because everybody that comes to us was not assigned to us. Sometimes we pick people because of our emotions. We feel sorry for a person, whatever I said. But that's why you have to be spirit-led, not soul-led, because your your soul, emotions, they fickle, they moody. That's why you never go by your soul. You never go by your feelings. You go by your spirit. Your spirit is fed from God. And so your spirit man that's listening to God going to help you to see the unseen. But when you're dealing with your soul, your soul that's leaning on the flesh is going to deal with the seen. And it's going to make you overlook the unseen. In other words, you're going by your senses, your natural senses. In other words, you only see the cover, but you don't know what's behind the scenes. So in order for you to be able to overcome whatever the devil may try to bring, you have to stop going by your senses and start going by your spirit because your spirit is going to let you know the true identity of what's in this container. So from this point on, if you need help, because to be honest with you, look here, we all need help as long as you're on this earth. You overcoming something. You're dealing with. Look here. You you may be tempted. You may be considering something. And of course, the devil will always try to make you going to suggest to you something. But you feed your spiritual man. Feed your spiritual man for you to be able to overcome these things and for you to be aware of the devil's devices, the devil's tricks and games. So from this point on, if you have done anything, we all have done something. But how about we repent for the things we have done, forgive ourselves, ask God to forgive us, and we feeding our spiritual man so we won't fall into these things that the devil is trying to throw at us. And so for those who have anything, please, from this point on, let's start being mindful of the people or the Spirits of the people that we're entertaining, because remember this, that old saying, you're all what you eat, but hey, what spirit are they feeding you, and what do they have on their table? But also on the same token, that saying about, uh, it just slipped my mind, but I'm sorry, but pertaining to guilty by association, guilty by association, you know, you may not reckon, look, that person may be fine to you, but you got to understand that thought process. You got to understand what spirit they have with them. So with that being said, as we get ready to pray, we're going to be praying for whatever situation that we all been facing or maybe dealing with. And just in case you're not saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior, and believe the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It ain't hard being saved, but it all tells you this. It tells you about how bad do you want it. It ain't hard. I'm telling you, it ain't hard. God is right there for us. Accept him. 
And let's be obedient to the purpose and plan he has for us. Then, Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. We ask you, God, to forgive us, God. There's anything that we said that's on the thought of that was unlike you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, and we receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. Ask God to help us, God, to be mindful, God, of the people that we entertain or the people that we allow to our lives, God. Help God to not be tricked by the devil's devices by making us be vulnerable or being led by our emotions. But God, help us to be led by your spirit, God. Help us to recognize, God, the unseen, God. Help us to recognize the true identity of a person. And not only for other people, but even for ourselves, God. Reveal to us who we really are right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you break every soul ties, everything that's unhealthy, God. Not just pertaining to the courtship or dating, but God, even with the friendships, God, help us, God, to be mindful, God, of the not only the toxic relationships, but even the healthy relationships, God. And Satan, around everything you stand for, around every problem, around every confusion right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. Thank you, Lord, for the healthy, the healthy friendship and courtships, even marriages that are coming out of this right now. God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us with our identity, God, helping us, God, to understand our identity right now. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank y'all for watching the video, and I hope and pray that something was said. Uh, if y'all want to get in contact with me, feel free to catch me on Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. I'm on Facebook. You can catch me on um, my daily devotions and videos. Also on my website at brotherprater.com. You can see my uh, daily devotions and videos and also upcoming events. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A True Good Man, A Pastor Godly Fatherhood. It's a great for Father's Day. Um, it's not just for fathers or men. It's for ladies, too. So that would be a great stock and stuff. And also uh, the book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, um, the tribute to my sister. Sheila Prater, that was uh, unfortunately killed in a domestic violence relationship. But I thank you all for tuning in, and I hope and pray that we start receiving the better quality of life that God has for us. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart. God bless you, and good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.